Hello, my friends. How are you today? You're listening to the St. Mark Bemidji Sunday Edition podcast. This podcast features a replay of our Sunday sermon, or, on occasion, a sermon from another Wells sister church. If you enjoy what you hear today, you might also enjoy our weekday devotions, which you will automatically get if you subscribe to this podcast. Additionally, you might consider sharing it with a friend. Each and every podcast has a share link in its description, which can be found in the same podcast app that you're listening to. I've tried to make the link to it obvious. Let me know if it isn't, or if you have any questions, or if you just want to say hi at john.kirk at stmarksbemidji.org. Today's sermon is titled, A Believer Like Us, and is based on scripture from John chapter 1, verses 35 through 42. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God! When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher. Where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said, and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to bring his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah, that is, the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You were Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. Now let's join Pastor Zamzow for this week's sermon. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It might seem a little bit odd if you walked into church today and you saw that the first midweek Advent service is the Festival of St. Andrew. I don't know that uh, we've ever done anything like that before, certainly not in the four years that I've been here, um, and I don't know if you've ever done anything like that in the past, before I've been here. But I don't think that you'll find a more perfect occasion for having the Festival of St. Andrew today. First of all, there's not a whole lot that we know about St. Andrew. He's not this prolific figure in the Bible. He's not like Noah or Moses or Abraham. He's not like one of the New Testament figures. He's not like his brother Peter. In fact, he kind of lives in his shadow a little bit. He's not a prolific writer of scripture. He doesn't have a book named after him. He didn't write um, some great letter to some church somewhere that we still use and still read today. No, Andrew is kind of this obscure figure just a follower of Jesus. And we can kind of identify with him in that, can't we? None of us are like a Noah or a Moses or an Abraham. None of us have written divinely inspired scriptures that will be passed down, compliments of the Holy Spirit down through the ages. No. When we see Andrew and we see that he's a follower of Jesus. We quickly realize that he's a follower of Jesus and a believer who's not so very different from us. We meet him in the Gospel reading for this evening 
We meet him as a disciple of John the Baptist, who was, as we know, the forerunner of Christ. And there's John on the banks of the river baptizing uh, sinners for forgiveness. And he looks up and he calls out as he sees Jesus approaching, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And at those words, Look, the Lamb of God, Andrew perks up his ears. And he turns and he looks and he goes and he follows Jesus. Chases him down. Runs after him and says, Rabbi, where are you staying? Wants to be with him. Wants to, to stay with him for the, the remainder of that day. And while we don't know a whole lot about Andrew, this one simple action can teach us quite a bit about him. As John the Baptist points and says, look, the Lamb of God, all the bells and whistles start going off for Andrew. I know what that means. The Lamb of God? That's Passover Lamb. That's the Lamb. That's the Messiah. That just as the Lamb whose blood was painted over the door of the Israelites in Egypt and death passed them over, this is the long-promised Messiah by whose blood death will pass me over too. Andrew had that trust. He knew his Bible. He knew God's Word. He was a student of it. And he trusted in the promised Savior. Just like all those who had gone before him. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the heroes of faith who had received that promise from God. This man, Andrew, trusted it just like you and I do. Andrew hears that phrase, look the Lamb of God, and he runs after Jesus. And what's he do right after that? After he spends the time uh, with Jesus for that day, what happens next? The first thing Andrew does, he says, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we found the Messiah. We found the Messiah, that is the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. You hear the eager anticipation in those words? We found the Messiah. The long-awaited one. The one that was promised to those great heroes of faith that we know so much about. Adam, Eve, and Noah, and Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, King David. This is the prophet like Moses that Moses wrote about. This is the heir of King David. He's the Christ. He's the Messiah. The one who was promised to crush the serpent's head in the Garden of Eden. The Lamb who would shed His blood that death might pass me by. All those long ages ago. And Andrew has the presence of mind to recognize his moment and to know where he's standing. We have found the Christ is an incredibly accurate and, and poignant statement because he knows who's standing in front of him. He realizes that the fulfillment of God's promises ages ago have come to a head here and now and just how privileged he really is. All those heroes of faith, they wanted to see him. 
They wanted to see this day. They looked ahead to this day. But they died not seeing it. And here I am, simple fisherman Andrew. And there's the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sin of the world. And Andrew got to see it. Got to see Him. And that's why this is so fitting for the season of Advent. That's why this is so fitting for tonight. Because Andrew stands at this climactic moment in history and sees God's promises fulfilled. The season of Advent is where God's people now put themselves into the shoes of God's people in the Old Testament who awaited the first coming of the Messiah. And they knew what we know about ourselves. They knew that they were sinners. They knew how many times they'd abandoned the Word of God. They knew how many times they ignored what the Lord said and raised their fist in rebellion against Him. They knew how many idols that they had worshipped. They knew how many times they had turned to their own politics and to their own wealth. They also probably wrestled with many of the same fears and doubts that we do. The Old Testament believers, Andrew included, probably would have wrestled with the same exact things that we do. Fear and doubt that maybe my faith is bunk. Maybe it is just a fairy tale. Maybe it is just a, a nice set of stories that is concocted cleverly in order to keep people in line. Andrew knew he was a sinner. He knew he wrestled with fear and doubt. He knew God's people long before him wrestled with fear and doubt as they awaited the coming of the promised Savior. But now, look the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. There He is. And when He sees God's promise, when He sees Jesus on the side of that riverbank, and He spends that time with Him, that He sees that apart from Himself, why me? Why me now? Shouldn't the Messiah have appeared to some of those great heroes of faith that were much more important than little old me? Shouldn't He have maybe appeared to, to David and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob? Shouldn't He have come during their time? No, He's here now with me. He's here now with me. And now what? There's the Lamb of God. I'm going to go tell my brother. Andrew runs and tells those he loves that they might hear it too. In all these words in the Gospel, and we see the eagerness and the anticipation that Andrew has, and we see that Andrew recognizes what kind of a moment in history that he's standing at. We see his enthusiasm to go and share the good news with his brother. And all these things might make us, as Advent is a season of repentance, might make us reflect in on our own fears and on our own doubts. And as we gather for, uh, as we gather for worship during this season of Advent, we might ask the question, why is it that we gather for worship? Why do we spend the time in Bible studies? Why do we sing these same songs every single year? Is it all just tradition? 
Does it all just make us feel better? Are these all just nice stories to keep us in line? Are we ever tempted to doubt that God will do what He promised to do? Are we tempted to be sidetracked by all the things in our, in our lives? All the goings-on? The money, friends, popularity? Trips to take, places to go, peoples to see? All these things that take precedence. All the things that seem so pressing in the here and now. All the things that make us want to focus inward on our own concerns. That we put the idea that Jesus tells us that He didn't just come once, but that He's coming again. When? Soon. Soon. Do we put that thought far from our minds? And question whether or not Jesus actually will come back. Will He return? Or maybe more pressing, what if we should die? We put that thought out of our mind too. Or that unlike Andrew, because of our own fears and doubts, are we reluctant? Are we reluctant to share our faith with others because, well, hey, eternity seems so far away. Eternity seems like such a pie-in-the-sky thing. Or the return of Jesus, I don't know, it could happen in 3,000 years. I won't be around to see it. And chances are I'm not going to die tonight, so I'll be alright. But eternity is not that far away. As surely as Andrew realized who was standing on the shores of the riverbank that day so Jesus could come back and be with us before the service ends tonight. We wait for the second advent. This is why we gather for worship. This is why we sing these songs every single year. This is why we spend time in Bible studies. We're believers like Andrew. As Andrew was a watcher on the wall in his day, so we are watchers on the walls in ours now. We await that day of glory when the Lamb who once was slain will come back again, as certainly as He did the first time. And we know He came once. He died. He paid for the sins of the world. And He rose again. And that fact has been attested to, as the writer to the Hebrews puts it, by a great cloud of witnesses. And among them stands St. Andrew. So, no. Were we there like Andrew on that day who ate and, uh, ate and drank and walked and talked with the Messiah? No. Did we see the, the miracles that Jesus, uh, that Jesus performed like Andrew did? No, we haven't. Did we witness the resurrection firsthand as Andrew did? No. Were we there like Andrew was when Thomas slid his hand into Jesus' side or put his fingers into the nail holes? No, we weren't. But backing up, we see that Andrew is not very well known, not a prolific writer, not this massive hero of faith in the Bible, but rather a believer like you and I. And yet, he stands in that great cloud of witnesses. And there is a testimony written in his blood. Today is November 30th. November 30th is the day on which St. Andrew was martyred in, in the country of Greece. He was crucified in a similar way to St. Peter. Cruci uh, Peter said um, before he was crucified, I don't want to die. 
like my Lord Jesus died, crucify me upside down. Andrew said very much the same thing. After being arrested and being put on trial for preaching and teaching the, the good news about Jesus, Andrew went to his death and said, crucify me sideways. So they crucified him in an X-shaped cross on the side. And today is the anniversary of his death. Andrew ran to his death in the same way that he ran to his brother Peter and told him the good news. They told him, take back what you said about the Lord. Take back what you confessed about Him. And Andrew ran to his death saying, no, all the way. No, I did eat and drink and walk and talk with God. And even as they put the nails into Andrew's hands, he knew. Jesus had nails put into his hands too. Andrew went to his death knowing that his Lord and his Savior, his Messiah, that Lamb of God that he found on the banks of that river that day, was not dead, but was living and reigning and ruling eternally. I always was fascinated with the stories of the, uh, of the apostles when I was uh, a student at the seminary and when I was younger. And it's for this reason that I, I often, I often uh, looked into the ways in which that they died. Because I think there's a great testimony, not that one is obsessed with blood or death, but rather that there's a great testimony to be spoken to that is written in the blood of these martyrs. Because they were believers like us at the end of the day. And they went to their death knowing that their Savior is not dead but living. They went to their death confident of peace with God and sins forgiven in Christ Jesus. That same exact faith that you and I hold on to and cling to and hear every single week, twice a week during Advent. And so like Andrew, we wait and we watch. Not in fear, not in trembling, but with that same confidence, with that same hope that Andrew had. His faith is our faith. And it's not misplaced. Because it's in that Lamb of God who came to take away the sin of the world. And we know that just as He came once, that same Lamb will come back again in glory to take us to be with Him in eternity. And that is what all believers of all time, from the heroes of faith to the least, the most humble, people like Andrew, people like you and I, that's what believers like us have put our faith in, in the Word of God. Amen. That's all there is for today, but we are so happy you took a few moments out of your busy day to listen to God's Word with us. Please consider subscribing to our podcast to hear more devotions like this, Monday through Friday, and to hear our Sunday sermons as well. We also cordially invite you to join us for church every week, at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. If you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website at www.stmarksbemidji.org.